the NetBank Business Accelerator with Cape Talk. Let us make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. Uh, Cape Talk and NetBank want to help you make your business more scalable, robust and future-proof. One of the lucky finalists to win will get a trip to GroCo in the United States, and that will be courtesy of American Express. We've asked you to go to business.capetalk.co.za. Tell us about your business. We're about to profile one of those businesses. And just remember, South Africa is finally showing signs of optimism and growth, so there's no better time than now to invest in the country. How? Well, by investing in your own business, you can invest with whole view business banking from NetBank. Their gap access solutions allows you to access uh, your funding with repayments linked to your card transactions to give your business the boost that it needs. You can partner with NetBank today to take your business to that next level. You can give them a call on 0860-555-333 for more information. NetBank, see money differently. Now, on the NetBank Business Accelerator this morning. You are joined by the business guru, Pablo Fatidis, the man who taught Warren Buffett everything he knows about investments. <laughs> uh, a very good morning to you, Pablo. That's true. I mean, uh, Warren talks about you, you all know. the time. I mean, he <laughs> drives that car that he drives, which has been the same car for the last 30 years because he told yeah, me. Sadly, that's true. You know, he gave, he, he, he gave the Aston Martin DB9 to you. But um, <laughs> So we are featuring uh, – first, first tell us a little bit about this business mm. that we're going to be featuring this morning. It's called MRH Blasting and Coatings. And we're going to be speaking to Ramiz Hendricks. Yeah. You know, it's a family business. It's in a second generation. Ramiz is the second generation. Mm-hmm. It's about, there's about a, what, 25, 30 year gap between the oldest founder and the youngest uh, shareholder or operator in the business. And that's always exciting because we can talk really long term, next level stuff. It's a full family and founder in the business. So they're brothers and there's a lot of good activity over there. Now, Kino. Mm. This should not be where it is today, this business. Mr. Hendricks started this business over weekends during the heart of apartheid. He was not allowed to be running a business, Mm. and he started this business. He then went into his garage. He then went into a yard. Then he took on work that he had no idea on how to deliver it in the steel fabrication, steel painting space. And today... They've got an 8,000-square-meter premises, and today this business leads metal blasting and coating for marine, for corrosion control, for building maintenance and fireproofing in the Western Cape. There is a huge amount of experience in it. There is great energy with Ramiz there, too. It's Western Cape-based, and we need to talk about new territories and new markets because this business Mm. is leading that environment today. I'm going to chat to Ramiz now, Ramiz Hendricks. And the one thing I'm sure you asking at home is, hold on, but what exactly does MHR blasting and coating do? You talk about blasting metal, etc., but what's the context? Uh, So, Ramiz Hendricks, first of all, great having you on the show this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Well, yeah, sure. No, absolutely great. Now, what do you do? <laughs> I know, you know Pablo um, was explaining to us about blasting metal and all of this stuff, but um, just give us a little bit more in-depth in, in insight into what you actually do. We effectively clean and prepare steel. Once that process is done, we effectively paint steel. So it is uh, industrial uh, spray painting coatings that we apply to the steel once it's prepared. Um, The process is called uh, abrasive grit blasting, 
which is traditionally known as sand blasting, but we yeah. don't use sand for a number of reasons, um, one being health uh, reasons. So we yeah. use uh, grit, blast the steel, clean the steel, prepare the steel, and once that process is done, uh, we apply specialized paint coatings uh, to the steel. I'm going to ask you another stupid question. What type of steel do you actually clean? So let's say take, take, take Pablo's uh, Aston Martin DB9. So DB9. So if he wants to take all the paint off it, can you do that, or is this raw? St- or, well, you know, I mean, what, what? So, what type of steel can you actually blast clean? We can, but I wouldn't advise that. Okay. <laughs> um, the type of steel that we do, what uh, refer to the industries that we play in, is the um, uh, structural steel okay. uh, industry. So, wherever you, you know, take Cape Town, for example, and take a look around you. Yeah. Um, in the CBD or anywhere in uh, Cape Town, look at the buildings like uh, the waterfront, um, the hotels uh, going up warehouses, uh, uh, showrooms, uh, that type of thing. That's, that's, that's really the steel that we do. The bridges at the, 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 the V&A waterfront, um, uh, the, uh, you know, in the marine sector, uh, ship uh, oil rigs and, 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 and ships, particularly the hulls of ships, mm. that's the type of steel that we clean and blast and, and, and apply our paint uh, coatings to. So we do a lot of structural steel, and then there's also other sectors that we operate in, for example, the engineering uh, sector, uh, specialized containers that go to sea, and where it's a highly corrosive environment, lots of rust. We do a lot of uh, blasting and painting uh, Ah. in those applications as well, yeah. Fascinating. Now, I would imagine you're not sort of linked to one particular industry, right, like construction, for example, because, I mean, if one looks over the last three years, our economy's taken a bit of a knock. Construction's not been doing as well as it has been. So it's always good for a business like yours to diversify when it comes to the various industries. Do you believe you diversified enough? Absolutely. I mean, uh, we always say that we we, we, um, operate in the building industry or the construction industry, but we do not operate a building company. It's one of the the industries that that, that we offer our services to and in, um, and we've certainly diversified. We we are a specialized uh, contractor doing what we do. Um, We, 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 uh, you know, don't uh, do the turnkey uh, projects or take an entire building project. That's not what we do. So we do not operate a building company. It's this you know, two or three things that we do, and we specialize in that, and we do it across a range of different uh, sectors and areas. Well, it sounds like a phenomenal business. The story behind it and how you grew this business is whew, inspirational indeed. So, Pablo, taking this business to the next level. You know, Kino, it's very well represented in the Western Cape, and the business is also locked and loaded for success. If you think about it, They've got over 35 years of expert knowledge over there. They've got deep, deep relationships, deep relationships with customers, deep relationships with the suppliers of these specialized products that they use. And that comes from time in the game. They've got reputation, many, many case studies, many site reference sites that of work that they've done. They've got experience in energy, and the challenge is now what? So how do we grow? Because there are two ways we can do it. We can either grow by doing more work per, per job, or we can grow by opening new markets. And the temptation, and here's the problem when you do what you do well. When you do what you do well, especially in the construction space, so they do a great job on metal work. Yeah. And then someone says, oh, you know, you delivered such fantastic work over there. We cannot rely on people doing this for us or that for us. 
Would you consider doing this or that for us? And where I'm in agreement with Ramiz is to remain absolutely focused. I think that the next level of growth over here is stepping beyond the Western Cape. And it doesn't have to be done in a risky manner. I would look at Port Elizabeth, but more importantly, I'd look at Durban and KwaZulu-Natal. Their service is valued over there. And yes, there are people who do it over there. Mm. But in many instances, what they'll find when they move into those markets, I doubt they're going to be people nearly as specialized as they are. Secondly, you can do it very conservatively. The way Mr. Hendricks built the business 30, 35 years ago would be very different to the way you enter into mm. that new environment. You've got brothers Mr. Hendricks has his brothers involved. Involved, He's got Ramiz there who's got young energy, vibrant energy. There's a very good way to walk, to move into the KwaZulu-Natal area, do some deals with some people, partner with various parties, learn the market over mm. a period of time because it's something that a family business can yeah. do. It can have a 5 to 10-year, 15-year horizon. Mm. There's no harm in it. It's a great way to go, and he should double down on his expertise. And I think that way, over time, this business could dominate the entire market in South Africa. How would things like robotics affect what they're doing? Well, I think, you know, certain a, a lot of their work is very, very large work. It's very big mm. work. Mm. And the, the process of blasting, grip blasting, is in many ways still manually done because you're moving around big pieces of metal at sight very often yep. as opposed to as opposed to the way that robotics is being used extensively in the automotive industry. This is large stuff. These are big mm. pieces of metal, mm. chunky pieces of metal. And I think it's, there's a long, long way away for robotics yeah. to, to play a role over here in this particular case. Okay, so we've got that BRICS report coming up, so I'm going to be wrapping rather quickly here. Ramiz, just uh, some quick comments on, on what Pablo said. Um, I agree with Pablo. Uh, you know, I don't think we'll see robotics coming into mm. Uh, our space or our uh, business anytime soon. Uh, number one, uh, uh, I think that, uh, you know, the cost of implementing something like that would be yeah. uh, substantial mm. and it wouldn't really make any business sense, not at this point, uh, when one sure. considers the cost of uh, that type of technology. Mm. But then again, coming back to what Pablo said, um, you've got large pieces of steel and also you've got steel that do not have a consistent and uniform shape. Yeah. So we've got steel that are sort of all shapes. So when one builds a robot, mm. the robot can only accommodate uh, certain shapes, and you've got to design it and build it in that fashion. Absolutely. Ramiz, I've got to leave it there. Pablo, the next business that we can look forward to on the John Mansum Show? It's a law firm, like any other ordinary law firm, mm-hmm. excepting it's not, Kino. Ah. And now you got me interested. You must tune in to the John Matham Show this afternoon. And by the way, if you believe you can help this business, all you need to do is go to business.kpook.co.za for more Pablo Fatidis, the man who taught some of the best in the world everything they know. We'll be back with John this afternoon.